0: People have so many different interpretations of what describes the perfect love life. It can be hard to talk about how we feel. Until now. Welcome to Pillow Talk with Cheryl, featuring host and relationship expert Cheryl Besner. Cheryl's kind of like your BFF easy to talk to and frankly honest. Whether it's about love and relationships, sex and desires, she's here along with some great experts. Now, here's Cheryl Besner. Hi, everybody, Cheryl
1: Besner, and this is Pillow Talk with Cheryl. I'm your certified relationship coach and retreat facilitator, hoping that you'll join me at one of the retreats that are going to be coming up and posted on CherylBesner.com, so check it out there. I also want to remind you, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and everything you hear here is also available on one of those social media outlets. And the fact is, I'm always sharing throughout the week other tidbits of information, or philosophies to consider, or new ways of changing your perspective on things, or maybe you need some advice, reach out to me, 844-744-SOLO, that is my love line, and if you want to connect and set up a conversation with each other, I'm more than happy to do that. That's what I love to do. Number one, I'm here for you as your coach. And if you need some private coaching, please don't hesitate. Reach out to me. And you always do. And people reach out to me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram asking me questions. And this week, I did receive one that I wanted to share with you. And it actually kind of touches home for me because I've been there and done this. So somebody wrote in and said, Dear Cheryl, I have been with my partner for almost two years, and now we have decided to move in together, but I have one big problem. She snores. It's not hard to cope with until now, as we only sleep together a few nights a week, but I can't deal with no sleep forevermore. She makes jokes about it and says, poor baby, with a smile when I mention having to find a solution, and says, small sacrifice to pay for having such a great relationship and fabulous sex. I'm freaking out on the prospect of never having another night's sleep. And it's fine, sleepless, not in Seattle. So I understand this. I I, I honestly, you know, one of the things about being a coach is I, I use a lot of my own experiences in life in my work, and I even do my work because of things that have happened in my life. But I've been in two relationships with snorers. And one of them, like, would, when I was married, he would say, I don't really snore, and I would go to the opposite end of the house and sit with my kids, and we would laugh, and we would record him from the opposite end of the house snoring where the walls were coming down. And lo and behold, here I am in a relationship with somebody who snores again. But here's the thing. Now, there are so many things you can do, and there are so many products that you can use and buy that will help it and if you're in a relationship, you have to to share with them not what they're doing but how it affects you because nobody can argue without how you feel. So when you're losing sleep and you're walking around cross-eyed because you're not getting the rest you need, that person, that, that beloved that you're moving in with should understand that if they don't do something to help, then they're not loving you. They're, they're not giving you what you need to be the best person you are because when you love somebody, that's what you want. You want them to be the best. And I can tell you that with, in, in my relationship, there was a time where we would travel together and after five days of no sleep, I'm not the best me. I'm not somebody somebody wants to travel with, and I don't even want to travel with myself. So you have to find solutions. And there are things you can go. Go onto the internet, and there are different, um, different companies that make different bite pieces, things that people put into their mouth to sleep in. And it really does not inhibit you. It's kind of like when we're young and having braces, and you will get the night's sleep. It will totally change your life. You can try white noise and everything else as well. But really, it's very hard if there are heavy snorers to block that out. And the, the thing to do is help that side. Take, take the necessary steps you need to have them stop snoring. Or you're going to need separate bedrooms. Or if they're really loud snorers, you might need separate Complete apartments on separate floors because that was kind of where I was once upon a time. So let's continue this. If you want, reach out to me again, CherylBesner.com, ask me your questions. And we always try and find solutions. Now you hear our very own Dr. Phil. We are about to enter this moment of the show that I love. It's the wise whispers from down under. And that's because Dr. Phil is coming to us live from Australia, where it's like five in the morning there. Hey, Dr. Phil.
2: Hey, Cheryl. Hi, listeners. Great to be back on again today. You know, what? I'm sitting here listening to your opening segment, Cheryl, and uh, I'm sort of laughing because... I'm a snorer and this is exactly the problem we have in our house. And, um, yeah, we've, I've tried everything and uh, it, it it's have a challenge. Have you
1: tried the mouthpiece?
2: Yeah, I, I've had the things up your nose and the things that look like a jock strap around your <laughs> chin and I've had the the latest one I've been trying is like a an eye mask that has a little electronic thing when you snore it so it of gives you a little buzz and I've had the one on the wrist and, I've, I've done everything I can to try and, um, you know, it, it's one of those challenges. But, you know what, we're working through it. We're working through it.
1: Well, interesting because, you know, my beloved uh, does snore and and he didn't think he really did. So, by the way, if anybody's listening and you, and you want to show somebody that they snore, use your iPhone. Just record Oh, my God. Them. Okay, Just record Sarah, them. Like, they did that to me. I nearly, <laughs> I nearly
2: had a heart attack. I yeah. mean, that can't be me. That
3: can't be mean, you know
1: sometimes people go no 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 or it can't be that bad and then they hear it and and i remember he was actually going to and he offered right away okay what can i do and and we, we found you know different um pieces that um he can put into his mouth that will bring his jaw forward which opens up the airwaves and he sleeps better now too by the way but what what it was was that he said, well, you know, I went to the sleep apnea clinic and they said that I really don't snore. And I went, well, you first of all, don't snore every single night, but next time you go, take this with you. And I, <laughs> I, I gave him the recording and I was like, like I, don't want, I don't want to make you uncomfortable in life. Like I don't want, but I don't want to go without sleep. So uh-huh. if this relationship is going to work, we have to find something. So at least you keep trying, Phil. You
2: know. Well, look, it is, and it, and you know, it, it does put a lot of pressure on a relationship. It. Um, I mean, we've 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 been in the space where my wife will sleep on the other side of the house, um, and then you know, I'll try and do everything I can to get it under control. She'll come back into the bedroom for a while, and unfortunately we might have a night where I I have a little bit too much red wine to drink. And unfortunately then the snoring starts again at a very deep resonant rate. Um, It's
1: important for people to know, by the way, that um, wine really does affect snoring.
2: It's like like gasoline on a fire. Let me tell you. But it's, it's... from the snorers' point of view, and this is one of the things, you know, as, as hard as it is for our partners and everything, but from the snorers' point of view, it's, it's such a challenge when you don't want to snore and you want to be able to share a bed with your partner, and um, and, and it does. I mean, it creates a loneliness, it creates a distance um, that you have to try and work through in other ways. And if you're a little sensitive or you're a little unsure of your relationship, it's going to put a lot of pressure on your relationship, which, depending on your partner and how much how good a communicator you are, um, it's going to present some challenges, and it's real, and that's 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 yeah, it's not fun. I can tell you, we've, we've been no trying to work for, for a number of years. Um, I mean, I played I played rugby first first top level rugby for uh, way too long, probably ten years too long, and unfortunately, I broke my nose probably six or seven times. And that doesn't help. <laughs> I mean.
1: No, it doesn't. Listen, I, and that's what I was going to say. Sometimes there is a medical thing where you have to have, you know, a, an operation on your nose. And, you know, the beauty of that is that it really does change the way you sleep as well. I, mm-hmm. I, do, ha- I do say that um, in this day and age... There should be something for at least 99% of the community to be able to find something out there that will work for you. So there's, got to, be, got, to there's got to be, there's got to be, and, um, and, and there's so many different forms. And I can tell you, you know, with, with, with us, it was choosing one didn't work, choosing another didn't work, and then getting a specific unit made by the dentist, hmm. and listen, guys, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I had a client, I suggested the same thing, put her in touch with the doctor, her husband freaked out when he heard the price, because some of these ones are not cheap, you know, they, mm-hmm. they get $2,000, but they're made specifically in regards to your airway, in your mouth, your teeth, your, everything about it is taken into consideration, and where your jaw has to go, right, because it might be forward, but it might be forward to the side, yeah. but I want you to think about it this way, guys if you're listening to this and and you have a partner who snores or, or you're the snorer, it could be a lot less expensive to invest in peace rather than to invest in divorce. And a lot, you know, like, or or take away, like take away other things, decide not to buy each other anniversary gifts this week, Mm -hmm. buy yourself the peace. Instead mm. of a piece of jewelry and, or an expensive dinner out, decide this is the year that everything that we usually buy each other a gift, we're going to give the gift of love and we're going to invest that money. Absolutely. That. Because yeah. the piece that you have between you, there's no dollar you can put on it, right?
2: It's, it's, it's such, you're right, Cheryl, it's it's one of those things, and, and I've and clinically, I've had so many people that have left their partners they snore, whether it be male or female, it doesn't matter. Um, and and I, and I said, that can't be the only reason. Um, and generally it's not, but it's, it's well, I was one gonna of, say,
1: but of... It, well, I think it's not that they don't... I don't think anybody leaves because of the snoring, but it, you leave because of everything else that it affects in your life. Oh, right? Because
2: if you're tired. I mean, I you know what it's like. My wife gets... Tired and, and our communication goes downhill when she's tired or I'm tired or you know, I think I've had a good night's sleep, but really and in effect I haven't because you know, I wake up tired. So yeah. it's 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 one of those things that you've it will amplify other shit that's happening in your life,
1: basically. Yeah. And that's just it because, you know, for instance, if it is so then, you know, an angry woman so oh my my wife is is always angry, I don't I don't want to be with her anymore Or, or and if it's the man, you know, reverse. It it triggers so many things. Sleep absence does not allow you to function like your normal human oh. being. And that's what it now do, right? It's really important. So, so today's important. show is going to all be about love and the true value of friendship. So if you want mm. to be friends with your partner, make sure that they get a good night's sleep, right?
2: Absolutely. I think that's true. And <laughs> right. and be a friend.
1: And, yeah, and be a friend. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really humbled by today's guests who are going to be joining us, Phil, because um, recently I was nominated to be part of this organization and I was very humbled to be uh, named a Global Goodwill Ambassador and I'm going to have the founder of Global Goodwill Ambassadors on the show along with another Goodwill Ambassador and we're going to try spreading some love about you know, true friendship and how it fits. That's
2: That's such a great thing, Cheryl. That would be great guests for everyone to listen to. So stay tuned.
1: Stay tuned. In the meantime, remember, Dr. Phil, you can reach him through his website as well. You can buy his book on Amazon. Take care, Dr. Phil. Okay,
2: Cheryl. See you listeners.
1: Thanks, Bill. And everybody, stay tuned. You don't want to miss the show. Richard DePila will be joining us. He's the founder of Global Goodwill Ambassadors, as well as Dr. Bindu Babu. She has a lot to say. She is a quantum-based transformational life coach, international speaker, and a Reiki master, and a fellow Goodwill ambassador along with me. So stay with us right here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl.
0: Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN.
4: Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice, it's engaging topics, content, and ideas.
0: Listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at Cherylbesner.com. That's info at Cheryl B E-S N E R Now, back to Pillow Talk.
1: You're here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl, and I just want to give her a little reminder that you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm always sharing tips and techniques of ways in which you can move forward with your life and your love life. That's what the show is all about, these conversations about life, love, and lust and how we can incorporate all of this into our everyday lives. Now, today's show, as I was telling you earlier, is really special because it's bringing together two people that I haven't actually had the good fortune to meet other than being associated through global goodwill ambassadors, and one of them is the founder of this organization who's going to be joining us. And the show is about love and the true value of friendship. And friendship means our friends, how we even become friends with our children when they're older because a lot of people think that you should be friends with your kids when they're young and I'm not so sure about that. I think we have to really respect the boundaries of parenthood and also friends with our beloved, the people that we love and we're married to or in a serious relationship with. All of this rests on friendship. So I want to start off the show right away because there's so much to really, really share with you today. And I want to introduce you to Richard DePila. He is the founder of Global Goodwill Ambassadors. Welcome to the show, Richard. Thank you, Cheryl.
6: It's so nice to be here.
1: It's so nice to have you join us. And also, I want to introduce you to Dr. Bindu Babu. She is a quantum-based transformational life coach, an international keynote speaker, and so many other things, including a Reiki master. And we're going to share what that is with our listeners a little bit later. Welcome to the show, Dr. Babu. Oh, thank you, Sha. So it's wonderful to be here. Well, so we've all come together and um, I was honored and, and totally humbled when I found out that I was nominated to be a global goodwill ambassador because I do, I do like spreading goodwill and I do that with my retreats and my workshops and hopefully every day with the people around me, even the ones I don't know, I, I hope I spread that. And, um, and that's how you and I met, uh, been through this and we were lucky enough to have Richard bring us into this community. So Richard, I want to ask you, like, where did this concept come from? Like, what made you wake up one day and say, I want to bring together a lot of goodwill ambassadors under one organization?
6: Well, it, it was never really a concept. Um, it, it was actually very organic in its in its start. Um, uh, about Six years ago, on on LinkedIn, I happened to be speaking to some people, and I and I built up a pretty big, large group from LinkedIn from being in it in the early stages. I've never needed it for business, so it was for me. It was a social outlet that wasn't Facebook, which I I never really could get into Facebook myself. You know, so it was professionals, but um, I was talking to a, a woman who who was in Iran, and we, we were talking about uh, sustainability and climate and just no- normal things that you might have a conversation with um, about people that you're connected with. And uh, I asked her, I said, um, so what else do you do uh, besides your work there in Iran? And she, she told me that she, she goes every weekend, she goes to orphanages and um, spends time with with the young kids because because they don't they don't have anybody. And I says you mm-hmm. do this every weekend. She says, Richard, it brings me so much joy. I do it every weekend. And and I said, Well, I just think that's I really think that's wonderful. Um, I I remember thinking that night, I felt like embarrassed. Myself, I felt embarrassed that I had had a preconceived notion about another country and another people based on media reports that I had seen, and and I know in my heart, I know I was smarter than that, but I also know that 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 existed with, with me. So, so the next day, I I just I put together a little little picture of her and um, made a little graphic. I've always been graphically designed. And I said, you know, I want to introduce you to somebody who I met yesterday who does really special things, you know, in addition to being, and I stated what her criteria was, I said, what really what really inspired me about her is, is that she spends this time on the weekends with, with children who don't have anybody else. And I said, that really touched me, and to me, she is like a LinkedIn Global Goodwill Ambassador. At the time, I used LinkedIn, and, right. and it wasn't with any intention of ever doing this again. It was just I was I was kind of doing some personal atonement.
1: <laughs> well, I think that's where it usually starts from, right? We we start to to look, and it even sounded like when you were describing it, it sounded like you even felt a little bit of a reflection as, well, here's this woman doing everything. What am I doing? Like, that's something I that I kind of got from what you said. <laughs> I, I,
6: did, I did indeed. Very perceptive. Yeah.
1: Um, and I think that's often when we meet people that are doing such great things out there. We go, okay, so what am I contributing? And if that's the way it starts, like if, that, if we start being more aware and giving because of other people showing us what that means... That's something really special. Is is that kind of how you got into this world, uh, Bindu?
3: Oh, pretty much, yeah. Um, It was more of, well, I kind of brought, I came upon awareness about narcissism in in relationships. Um, I didn't know what that was. And no well, that's one of your
1: specialties also, right? That's, yeah, that's, my, <laughs> specialty.
3: that's my specialty, um, especially with women. Um, and when people are in that kind of relationship, you don't understand you're even in that kind of a toxic environment. And there was nobody there who's very um, qualified, even in this field, that can teach you. And you're in denial yourself. So it took me a while to understand this. And considering that I am in the medical background, right, it was still difficult for me to see this. And there wasn't anybody there by my side to help me through it. Um, and now I've seen, I've known so many women. I mean, in all sorts of amazing, amazing, independent, well-rounded, financially sound women who are in these type of situations where it's torn them apart. And... Um,
1: i want to clarify that in this particular case you are referring to that they are in a relationship with a narcissist and they're not narcissists themselves oh, no, we're them. in
3: relationships with narcissists yes okay and so I, I just wanted to clarify that for everyone yeah, 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 yeah. No, no no not that they are narcissists they're in relationships that are toxic and what happens is that they don't realize it or they don't understand it they're kind of torn apart their soul is pretty much pulled apart and there's nobody there to give them the empowerment the support, the awareness, the knowledge, the wisdom, the tools. And I wish I had that. Right. I wish I had that. So now what I do is I pretty much say, no, you're not alone. And this is not just a narcissism, any abusive relationship, whether it's, um, you know, mental abuse, physical abuse, any sort of thing, and to build women up again. And this is also can go for men as well. Um, But to build yourself again, to give those tools, to give that support, to give that help, you know. Right. Um, so now that I learned that wisdom, I want to help and bring that to others.
1: You know, so. So, so that's a lot of the premise here, Richard, of of what the global goodwill ambassadors are doing, each in their own way. They're giving, um, they're giving support. They're giving um, some light to people who, like Bindu was saying, like mm, that's how I got into what I'm doing as a relationship coach. I mean, it was through me seeing what I was going through. And, and able to handle it, but so many people around me were not. And even if I wasn't qualified when I first started writing my first blog, that's why I decided to, to do coaching right away. It was because I, I, I identified with that and was like, wow, no, like, let, let me help support you while I'm going through it too. And, and I think that's how a lot of goodwill ambassadors, coaches start. Is, is, do you find, Richard, that most of the people that you have over 10,000 ambassadors now, most of them are starting from a place of awakening consciousness?
6: It, what what I found is, is that by doing it the way that I've done it, which means I open it up to, we have certain criteria, but once people fit that criteria, um, I've opened it up and by opening it up to basically anybody in the world who, who is of good heart. So they have to do certain volunteer work. They have to, they they have to follow some criteria um, in order to, in order to be nominated. But now it's opened up in every, every subject. I mean, we have cause groups for mental illness. We have cause new cause groups for women's empowerment or gender parity. Uh, We're, we're doing uh, online curriculums to cover various subjects of mentorship. Um, is one going on now? Women's empowerment and diversity include and inclusion. And then we have a happy um, happiness therapy coming up. We offer everything for free um, in our thing. So what it does. I do love for- happiness
1: therapy. That sounds so cool. We <laughs> actually. When yeah. I when I host my retreats, I actually I, I incorporate a happiness talk, you know. And you're only allowed to talk about things that make you happy, and it ha- you know it has to say I'm happy about this, you know. So it's one of the techniques that that I actually use when I'm hosting my retreats. So I, I love the fact that you're doing that. <laughs> Great. Like I, we're gonna have to tell people actually how they're going to be able to log on and participate in some of these these different techniques and and things that you're going to be offering online because I think it's really going to be important. I want to keep talking about goodwill and friendship and and metta. You know metta means loving kindness and and it's something that is put into a yoga practice. So I want to keep talking about all this with our two special guests Dr. Bindu Babu as well as Richard Dipila right After this, stay with us. Don't go away. Lots more love and friendship to share with you right here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl.
5: All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The future of
6: online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today.
4: Decide that you have something to say and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
0: You are listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at cherylbesner.com. That's info at cheryl, B-E-S-N-E-R dot Now, back to Pillow Talk.
1: This is Pillow Talk with Cheryl, and we're going to continue our conversation about love and the value of friendship and also goodwill. How do we incorporate goodwill into our everyday lives so that we can really spread the love around? Don't forget, you can also check me out on YouTube. Find my video on how to make a pact in life. It's a four-step method, and it's sure to help guide you into how you can start achieving everything you want, whether it's a love life or a change in your career. I think you're really going to enjoy it, so go check it out. Now, we're going to continue our conversation with Richard and Dr. Bindu Babu and um, Global Goodwill Ambassadors, um, which I am honored to be part of. So... uh, I'm going to start with you, Bindu, and go back to a little bit about the narcissistic behaviors and how it affects relationships and how it affects an individual. And I know that I myself had been in a relationship. And what it did was it made me always question myself as to, well, is this really me or... Is this the other person? Like, am I, am I going crazy here? Or, you know, how, how is what just happened my fault when, you know, it's, it's clearly something that was being done to me?
3: Well, that's it. if you were with a narcissist, <clears throat> because it's, oh, yeah. <laughs> they, it's a term called gaslighting. Right. That's an actual term you call it gaslighting. So that's basically reversing the situation where even if that person did something that was negative or harmful or hurtful, um, even choosy words that could be abusive, um, it's your fault. Even though it's their choice to do so, it's your fault because you led me to do this because your behavior was not acceptable
1: to them. And narcissism can can be very – Um, ambiguous almost like it can be almost like a ghost that you don't even see but they're there right
3: right you don't realize it's happening because it's done so um slick you know Uh, (laughs) that's really the term so what happens is you know they're wonderful people um in the sense of showing a great pretense of helping others and they have to be the light of the party they're very charming very caring very lovable but it's all for the purpose of everyone to worship them and put them on that pedestal to feed their ego and when someone's that charming or that you know classy and they have all this like enigma of of beauty and charm around them it's very attractive yeah yeah. very attractive so you know generally women fall for those things and um, which rightfully so but then So it's like the first few months is that love bombing and the tensions all on that person and you feel like you met your soulmate and they really kind of make the center of the universe on their partner. That is the narcissist makes the partner the center of their universe. And then once that person is so accustomed to that relationship, that's when they show their true side and they start picking and throwing you down for your exactly for the person you are. You know, your confidence becomes um, now it's your arrogance or you're you're selfish or all sorts of things that are good qualities about you that are changed into the negative. And then you kind of question yourself, you self-doubt yourself, and then you start losing yourself as a being, you know? Right.
5: And then you love that
3: person so much, you convert yourself to what they want.
1: Right. For, for a short period of time, hopefully, and then you wake up and you, you make you make the strides that you need to do. Well, to, to some people don't because... Well, no, you don't. Some people don't do that. But hopefully, hopefully when you come to terms with who you are and who the other person is and the dynamics that are there, you... Have some goodwill towards yourself,
3: (laughs) right? Goodwill (laughs) to yourself and and even to others because you. What happens is you segregate yourself. Like you do not have relationships with friends or family due to embarrassments or they're not good enough or they're horrible. And they, I mean, it's just a very um mental situation. And um, people generally, yeah, you're right. If you love yourself enough, you can kind of see it more. Where you're like, well, I don't deserve that. Mm -hmm. But people who don't love themselves or think they do love themselves. Um they they don't they, they don't they think this is what they deserve, or there's always something wrong with them, you know.
1: So Richard, do you think a narcissist can really understand the true value of friendship and and goodwill? Um,
6: I, I'm not I'm not as qualified probably as as um, our esteemed guest here to answer that, but um, I, I really don't. I, I, think, I think we've run into. People like that um, in within our encounters on social media, and I'm not naive enough to believe that there's not some people like that um, who are in our organization. I will tell you, usually they're they're not the type of people that are are long term engagers. They usually come on really strong at the beginning. Um, you know, we we found we kind of found that certain people like that. Are more interested in the title than in actually engaging and doing work. You know, one of the unique things about us is that is that we don't deal with any money at all. We basically have three tenants, no, no bias, no, no hate speech, and and no solicitation. So, um, so some of the people that that seem to be a little more into themselves feel like they can they can create their own rules beyond. These rules and and we we have some uh, reviewers that are on an admin and and those people are usually taken out of good standing with uh, global goodwill ambassadors and fall off. But um, yes, I'm quite quite, quite aware of, of the of that type of individual, and um, I've I've tried to make ours a true as a group, which I know is a different dynamic than a personal relationship. But I've I've tried to always say that our group is is a pure democracy in that I am only I only have a title of founder as a functionality. I'm a Global Goodwill Ambassador just just like the two of you. There there is no hierarchy in our organization. Now we do have titles for people that are chairs and directors, but we're always careful to tell them that that. Title is is a title out of pure functionality because right. we need we, we need you to keep control of the organization that you're running or directors who do um, who have to do reports that send it in to the global board and things like that.
1: So if somebody's watching uh, watching or listening right now to this, if they want to tap in, where would they tap into right now to see everything that's going on online? Goodwillambassador.com dot com or it's, tell it's, our listeners right now how to see it.
6: It's www.globalgoodwillambassadors.org, org, and That's and it. if they go if they go there they, they get they get pretty much the you know we have a very simple website in that it's very cut and dry it tells you how who we are why we were founded and um, some of the cause groups that we have some of the courses that we have uh, some of our core initiatives like my body is my body child abuse prevention has its own that's, that's
1: amazing I, I, I really want to encourage you if you're sitting at home right now and you're, you're listening to this and, and you're in front of your computer take your phone because that we all multitask and i know you can multitask at home uh, you listeners so google it right now because i i think it's really going to help you see exactly what richard uh, what richard brought to life um, and the type of work that people like Dr. Bindu Babu are doing, and we're actually going to have some other guests from the um, organization on Pillow Talk coming up in a couple of weeks. So so for you, Dr. Babu, like what is it that you think is the fundamentals of friendship when it comes to these relationships? And do you think most people know how to be a good friend or is it something that they learn? Well, I think it comes
3: from the heart, you know? I mean, we all have to remember that we're all human beings energetically connected. We're all individuals connected. We're all from the same flesh. We're all human beings living, wanting happiness, wanting love, wanting peace, and When you're grounded in that way where you feel gratitude to what you have and you're talking to other people, they're automatically your friend and you should be having some integrity or some loyalty. And if you can't be a nice friend, walk away. Or if you don't think they're a good person, let them be. You know, don't harm somebody. But friendship is, is, it could be just from a smile, giving a person a pat on the shoulder to give them that comfort or just being even to the extreme where you're always with them and giving them their confidence, their security, their advice, their knowledge. It's really coming from your heart,
1: you know, without so- expectation. Uh, and that's something we're going to talk about coming up because I really want to do the expectation part of friendship and relationships. And I just right now is usually where I share a labor of love technique for the week. And you kind of touched on that. And it, this is really the labor of love this week is about if you're having challenges with a friend or a loved one. So, some of the things that I would like to offer you, and especially you know, when we think about conversations and everybody's obviously at home saying, okay, well, if I'm having an argument with something, somebody, obviously I'm going to sit down with them. I'm going to have a communication with them and I'm going to try and not do some trigger things. So, you know, you listeners at home, you know that I'm always talking about how to approach a conversation and not to come into it being defensive and to be open to listening to the other person. But oftentimes we do get into this vicious circle and I want to offer you two things. If you're going through something this week and you are having these discussions and they're not going anywhere and you see that the conversation starts getting heated, two things that I'm going to offer you. Number one, the first technique is to walk away and take a stop. Don't continue going if you see the conversation is escalating. It could be a 30-second walk out of the room and back in. It could be even overnight. You know, people used to say you shouldn't go to bed angry. Sometimes it's not about going to bed angry. It's just about taking the space. And during that space, you might see what you're bringing in and the energy you are in the other. And the other part of this technique is touch. Sometimes we think that when we're in a conversation, you know, we both sit there with our arms crossed and it's like can be really angry and escalate. Touch the person. You care about this person. And that touch, that energy could be something that will change the entire way in which you're acting with each other and the way you're conversing with each other. Stay with us. More coming up with Dr. Bindu and Richard DePila as we talk about love and friendship. Right after this on Pillow Talk with Cheryl.
0: Listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at Cheryl Besner.com. That's info at Cheryl B E S N E R.com. Now, back to Pillow Talk.
1: I'm Cheryl, and this is Pillow Talk with Cheryl, the show about life, love, and lust. And we don't usually talk too often about the lust part because, well, We really want to focus on life and love because less, well, sometimes it's fleeting and um, it's better to hold on to the things that are really real, that will carry you forward. And one of those things that will carry you forward is friendship. And another thing that can make you feel really good is goodwill. And I'm here with two global goodwill ambassadors. We are going to continue the conversation. Well, just before the break, I was talking about the love technique of the week, and I mentioned about touch. You know that sometimes when we're in a heated argument um, or we're we're stuck in a place in a conversation, that instead of retreating, you can you can move forward and touch the other person and and. Dr. Bindu, I, I want to talk about this with you because I also you, you made a comment uh, during the break that sometimes touching somebody can make them actually retreat further. Now I was referring it to with somebody that you know we're in a relationship with, somebody that we do touch on a regular basis, and sitting there in this you know heated conversation, we pull back from that person instead of going towards the person. Do you want to comment on that?
3: Yeah, um, well, what, what I was trying to tell you, I mean, during the break was sometimes you'd be surprised even if a person has an intimate relationship with that person. I mean, whether, um, you know, being married or um, whatever relationship it is, you know, dating or so forth. Um, sometimes people, we all come from different walks of life and there's certain survival methods that we have. We cope. Um, and when we're heated or when we're angry and we're letting out our steam and when the other partner comes and touches you. And if you're the person who has some sort of past coping mechanism, a lot of times that person will freeze and walk back and say, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Get away. No. Like there are aspects of that because when some people who are damaged or who have something from the past that holds them down, um, when they get touched, they look at that as,
1: a feeling of weakness.
3: Right. Anger feels like
1: control. You know, which is totally actually the opposite.
3: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But it feels like control. So when someone touches you and all of a sudden you feel like you're going to melt and become warm, it can be taken as, Oh no, I'm getting weak. I need to bounce. I need to hit. So don't
1: touch me. Walk away. It's like the same thing that people think that, Courage and vulnerability are opposite ends of the spectrum. Oh. That, and it's like, uh, no, it takes courage to allow yourself to be vulnerable. And, and it's so often, I see it in my practice all the time and, or at one of the workshops or if we're on retreat, and you, you do different exercises to go into that vulnerable space and like, well, I'm going to lose control. And I'm like, no, you're going to be in total control. Like Absolutely. That's where the ultimate control is and that courage yeah. that comes with it, right? Courage, strength, and belief in yourself because
3: when you're vulnerable, you're basically opening yourself up with the possibility of getting hit and being okay with it because you know how to manage it in
1: a different light, you know? Right. So, so Richard, how do you feel about, um, I'm, I'm going to drift off here a little bit into, you know, with friendship and the courage to be vulnerable with 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 a friend, you know somebody who you want to to embrace or have them embrace you and and coming out into a vulnerable space do you think do you think it's hard on men and women alike? Do you think men have a harder time being vulnerable? what do you think richard i'm i'm
6: not I'm not certain that um, that the gender has anything to do with it i I think it's more. Uh, more your character and how you've been brought up, and and your your view your view of life and your your past relationships. We we are we're all we're all what we've experienced. Um, and I, I I see this a lot in the in friendships that um, that I have, and sometimes those friendships get um, get challenged because there's a a conflict that comes up that, that may may be something that we haven't even seen coming. Um, in my case, I have so many friends that are from all over the world that quite often it's difficult for me to understand exactly what their background has been. And you know what I can say is that I've I'm open to and I've learned how to appreciate the fact that. That that's something that i wouldn't understand and and that i should be more apt to listen and and try to uh, form a form an understanding of where they're coming from and and i think that that's uh that's been one of the good parts about having a organization like we have that has people from all over who are put together in unity and it's probably been a challenge for for almost anybody in our world, as we become more global, that, that this would happen—that um, you know, something that is normal for for us within within our element may not be normal, even said the exact same way for somebody in another culture or country.
1: Yeah. Well, what do you think about that, um, Dr. Bindu? Like, do you think that? it's cultural. Do you think it's, I, well, I happen to know it's cultural and, and it definitely, like Richard said, it does come from where we come from. But do you see that when it comes to friendship and, and opening up to friends, do you see that it's, it's easier for women to do it than men to do it? Do you think that there is something in the gender? You know, I think in some ways, yes. I do. Um, I I think a group
3: of guys sitting around together, having a beer or watching a game, um, they'll talk about the game. They'll talk about some good laughs and fun, but they never sit down and say, hey, you know what? This happened between me and my wife. (laughs) And we had this problem. And what do you guys think? What's your advice on this? It's not as common as when we women sit together and be like, oh my God, you know what? He did this to me. And what do you think? I mean, we women will sit and we'll just blurt out our hearts and thoughts (laughs) and And, oh, and, well, what did he do? And da, da da Men just don't do that in an environment where they sit down with a whole bunch of guys and, and open their heart out of their vulnerabilities or their issues or their personal life as easy. I've noticed that. Um, they most probably will sit one on one with their favorite guy friend, would they feel comfortable or, you know, a, a close cousin or a family a one-on-one. But I think women as a group, if there were three, four girls together and you're close, it's all out there. You know, It's all out yep. there. And when you vent out, you release. Men don't have the same relationship to do that. So I think men kind of hold it in a little bit more.
1: And yeah, I, I, would, I, I would say I would tend to agree with you on that one. So, Um, we're, we're kind of getting to the end of this. I wanted to ask you, Richard, do you have any like parting words of wisdom when it comes to goodwill that you would like to share?
6: Um, I I think, you know, my, my, belief has always been that, um, that in order to, we have to follow like a little hierarchy and our goodwill, um, starts at home and should, should be, should be most prevalent there. From home would would come our community, which could include our church group or the groups that we're involved in in our community. And from there, you know, we should extend that to, and when I say the world, I mean the people outside of those first two groups. Right. It's, It's, if you get the, if you, all you need to do is do one little act of kindness, uh, and it'll car. go a long pay, pay long. pay for the car behind you way. at a at a, a drive through, you know.
1: It'll one, go a long way. It it, makes it will it go a long so way.
6: Good,
1: I you know? know. Thank you for sharing that with us. And Dr. Bindu, do you have something you'd like to say to our listeners?
3: Um, I think a gesture of kindness goes such a long way. Um, we don't understand what somebody might be going through. Um, you know, I was listening to a little story from you earlier, and I, I really wanted to touch base on the fact that we should not be quick to judge. It's important to give compassion and love to understand what someone might be going through and not to, you know, condemn anybody. You know, just be a good person. Give love, give happiness, smile. Give love to everybody.
1: Yeah. So if somebody wants to get in touch with you, we already gave out how to get in touch with Richard and uh, mm-hmm. and Global Uh, goodwill ambassadors how do they get in touch with you
3: um they can reach me at my website www.bindubabu.com that's dot com, or my phone number 646-580-2176 or my email instagram facebook i mean i'm on social media um more than happy
1: Well, thank you both for joining me today and uh, humbled to have two Goodwill Ambassadors, global Goodwill Ambassadors on my show today. And now it's time, as always, to spend a couple minutes with you just sharing something that I always prepare for you each week. It's our little intimate pillow talk. And today it's called Stepping In From My Shadow. I stand all alone in the corner of my everyday life. A dark cast of gloomy gray is around me. The promising light of day and what could be is desperately trying to break through my imaginary armor. I have worn this protective layer for so long, believing it shields me of pain, pain that might threaten my existence. I feel the gray cement brick against my back and I can lean against it with all my weight, knowing it won't crack. As long as I am here, I will be supported. This place, this uniform of meadow will keep me safe, yet I am also alone in my corner. Oh, how I wish to join the others at play. I watch in envy as they frolic happily in the center of the room. There is only 20 paces between us, yet the distance between my fear of their and their joy seems light years away. Dare I leave the shadows of to step into the light As long as I stay stuck in my place, nestled up to nothing except the cold caress of these lifeless walls, I will never know the warmth of the human touch, the bliss of laughter. To feel safe, I must trust in myself. I can stand on my own without a structure to support me. I will take off my suit of armor as it serves no purpose and only weighs me down. I will instead wear a smile and light as a feather, I will dance into the circle of life. And with each stride, my pace and purpose will strengthen with pride and determination. I hope you enjoy that and think about it during the week. Dare to step out of your shadow. Dare to be who you are. And with that, I'm going to say goodnight. Don't forget, 844-744-SOLO is my love line 24-7. I'll reach back to you. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And until next week, remember, keep it simple and stimulating because we all know it's all about The kiss. See you next week on Pillow Talk with Cheryl.
0: Thanks for being here. Pillow Talk with Cheryl Besner will be back next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You'll want to make sure you're back for more great pillow talk.